الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال يا بني لا تدخلوا من باب واحد وادخلوا من أبواب متفرقة سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام العلم الصين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم there is many ways to understand deen and or there's many ways to um you can say um uh, understand the mechanisms of success in deen or many ways to think about deen and one way is to think about deen as simply a matter of of attention or a competition of attention meaning that at any given point in time we have two options right at this moment in time we have two options and that is that we either seek the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or we seek the attention of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have those two choices right so you have to do something and you have a decision to make right and it happens consciously it could happen subconsciously now, either i'm doing this now to seek the attention of Allah or i'm doing this to seek the attention of the of of people let's let's, let's simplify it. let's keep it at people and it's very difficult to do both at once in fact it's not possible to do both at once you either for any action that you're involved in or any thought that comes to mind or any any anything you're performing at any moment in time you either can seek the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you are seeking the attention of people now we know as believers it's important for us to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention first and foremost and there's many reasons for this but if you look at the vast majority of the world what is the world doing the world now more than ever before is concerned with the attention of people what do people think of me what are people's thoughts of me what are, what is their impression of me how much do they like me how much do they dislike me how many people are watching me right now right how many people are are liking me right now how many people are thinking highly of me right now the vast majority of the world both muslim and non-muslim they're looking at this world they're looking at the world seeking the attention of people but as believers really our goal is to seek allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention and his attention alone now there's many reasons for this right obviously we have the the the, the obvious reason which is that well our goal our purpose in this world is to please allah to worship allah so we want his attention right and we know we should do this but really the the hikma behind this is far beyond any of this what what is the difference between when you have allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention and when you have the attention of people and i want to highlight a couple of these today one is that the attention of allah ta'ala is inherently beneficial for us the attention of allah ta'ala is inherently beneficial for us the attention of people carries the possibility of harm for us right listen carefully the attention of allah ta'ala is inherently beneficial for us the attention of people is possibly harmful for us what do i mean look when allah ta'ala's attention falls upon the person falls upon a person then that's positive that draws us closer to him that means that he cares about us that means that he desires good for us right sometimes that attention is in the form of uplifting us sometimes that attention is in the form of um putting before us some difficulty or some challenge in either of those circumstances allah ta'ala desires good for us right that's the attention of allah ta'ala it's inherently but if i was to sit here and do nothing 
right? And just focus on Allah Ta'ala and hope that His attention is upon me, I would be benefiting. That would be either through benefit in this world, it would be through His mercy and forgiveness and rahmah so that I benefit in the hereafter, but it's inherently beneficial. There's no loss for this, right? But look at the attention of people. It carries the possibility of harm. And you look no further than Surah Yusuf, right? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, when uh, Ya'qub salam is telling his children, right? When they have to enter the, the, the town, what does he tell them? وَقَالَ يَا بَنِيَّ لَا تَدْخُلُوا مِنْ أَبْوَابٍ مُتَفَرِّقَةٍ That, oh my children, don't enter from one, one gate or one door, right? Of the city. Enter from multiple gates. Now, why? Right? Look, what are they? What were they going to do? They were going to get provisions. They weren't going to do something wrong. Right? They weren't going to commit a crime. They were just going to. They were going for something that was beneficial. But Yaqub salam, the vast majority of Mufassirin, when they comment on this ayah, they say that the reason Yaqub salam had said for his children to go in through multiple doors is why because he didn't want the attention of people or of society falling upon them. Right. They were they were they were good, you know, men, they were good looking, etc. But regardless, right? Don't enter from one door, enter from multiple doors, meaning don't draw attention onto yourself. Because the attention of people carries the possibility of harm. And in particular, scholars say this is the this is one of the, the, the proofs of, of Ain, right? When someone has an evil eye and they cast things negatively upon you. Meaning, if, if you do something and it draws the attention of the person and that person is ill-intentioned, right? There is power in their eye. The Prophet said, there's, there's haq, there's truth to, 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 to ayn, which is like the evil eye. There's truth to it. So, um, so there's a possibility of harm in the attention of people. And so we should be very mindful of that. The same advice that Yaqub gave to us, we should think about it ourselves. But look at the way we live our lives today. If, 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 if people didn't see what we did, then it's as if it didn't happen. Right? If people, didn't know, if people don't know that I'm about to eat at this restaurant, this seven-course meal, and I have pictures of it, and I'm posting it as it's coming in and being delivered to my table, if people don't know that, it, that, that, uh, that uh, I'm here, it didn't actually happen. If people don't know that I'm at the park right now, it, it's as if it didn't even happen. If people don't know that I'm at this show right now, it's as if it didn't happen. If people didn't know that I was at this party right now, it's as if it didn't happen. That's the extent of attention of people that we're seeking. That It's as if things ha aren't even happening unless we have pictures and we have posts that show exactly where we were and what we did and how we did it. Right, but who knows what's who's looking at this? Right, you you decide that you want you you um, and this is very important for the sadiq for someone who's seeking the attention of Allah. You can't be seeking the attention of people because there's so many things wrong with it. But one one in particular is that look, there's a possibility that someone doesn't have what I have, and they're going to want it, and they're going to cast the evil eye upon me. Right, they're gonna they're gonna wish negatively upon me. Right, you have some blessing comes into your life, you get a new car. Right? What's the first thing we do? We make it known to the world that, look, we got this brand new car. We make it known to the world we got this brand new because we're seeking attention. We're seeking attention. If people don't know that I got this brand new car, it's as if I didn't even get the car to begin with. If people don't know, we, we get into, let's say we get into some, we get into medical school, dream of our choice, right? or, sorry, dream of our life, our parents' dream. First thing we do is we share it to the entire world. Right, but how do you know? Maybe there's a parent out there who's been wishing, desiring that their child go one day become a doctor, right? And now they see that, oh, so-and-so did so. And now who knows what intentions they may have, 
Right? And so we'd be very mindful of it. Yeah, naturally news spreads, right? But that's not in our control. But whatever is in our control, we have to be very particular to do our best to keep things private in our life. Because the attention of people can be very dangerous. It can be very dangerous. We don't know. You know, for instance, there are people all over the world, people all over the community, right, that maybe don't have uh, the means to purchase a new car. And now you purchase a new car and you post it and show the rest of the world, check out my new, you know, my new Beamer, look at the way it shines and look at the way it rides. And you're posting videos and selfies of yourself. But what if someone doesn't, doesn't want that for you, right? Someone has some evil intention for you. Well, you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there and it's not wise to put yourself out there. That's the point. It's not wise to put yourself out there. Naturally, if things, if word spreads, it's a different story. But we're not talking about that. Like, and, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. Right? I, I don't have to explain this to you. You know how public the lives of people have become. How public the lives of people have become. And there's danger in that. And that's what we need to appreciate. Right? Think about it. If at the time of Yaqub, what technology was available? Like, what sort of attention could these people have drawn to themselves? If at that time he's advising his sons, look, be very careful about the attention that falls upon you, right? Meaning they aren't openly trying to display themselves. They're going for one purpose as a small group. They're not posting things. They're not making announcements and screaming, look, look at us, you know, 10, look at us, 11. Look at the way we walk into the, town, into the city. Look at what we have. Look at the camels we're, we're riding on. They're not, they're not sharing anything about them. They're not speaking highly of themselves. What are they doing? They're, they're quietly just doing their thing and going in. He says, look, just be careful. Even that's too much. What about today? When we are openly sharing all our, our lives with everyone, everyone, so the attention of people can have some danger in it. And so we should be careful about it. We should be very careful about it. Now, yes, it's important. We should have a social circle, people that we trust, maybe a close group of friends that we share things with. Hey, you know, you were, I, I remember I was asking you to make dua for me because I, I really wanted to get this job. And you know what? Alhamdulillah, I got this job. Or you have a close group of three, four people that you regularly interact with. You call them or you let them know or you message them and say, hey, look, these are people that you know, by and large, they, they, have, they have good wishes for you. Right? They have good wishes for you. They, w they, they wish well for you. These people, you, you know, we had, uh, you know, we, j we just had a kid, you know, you know, alhamdulillah, I wanted to share the news with you. I mean, kids are a little bit different, but, but, but good news and ni'am that come to you and blessings that come, share it within the close circle of people that you can kind of trust because their attention may be beneficial. Emotionally, that support may be beneficial for you, but the attention of the entire world, people you don't even know are looking at pictures that you're posting, I mean, who knows what's on their minds, Right? So we should be careful about this, right? We should share things with, we, we should, number one, we should be as private as possible. We should try to be as private as possible with our lives. I know this is, what, what I'm saying today, I mean, it seems blasphemous. I mean, how, how in the world? I mean, every, just today I, I, I posted 12 things about what I did and where I ate and the places I went to and the, and the, the game I watched. I mean, just today all of that happened, right? But be as private as possible. And when there is a need to share things, share it with a small group of people that you know or that you think have well wishes for you. So the, number one, the one e potential at evil of the attention of people is that it, it has the possibility of harm and that directly is through the evil eye or ayn. The second is that people are very quick to judge. And they're very quick to criticize. Right? People are very quick to judge. And they're very quick to criticize. And 
as human beings who have our own psychology, we have our own emotions, and we have our own um, well-being that goes with our physical and our spiritual selves, we can't handle that degree of criticism. It's not psychologically possible. Eventually, we'll break. Eventually, we'll break. We can't handle it. But what happens when you make yourself public is that you may get 10 people that like what you're doing or like what you're eating or like what you're seeing, at least outwardly. Who knows in their heart if they actually wish evil for you, but that's point one that I just mentioned. But outwardly, they think positively of you. And then you'll have 10 people that think negatively of you. And that criticism reaches you, right? Like you did this that way or you went here. Who do you think you are? What are you thinking? What's up with, you know, why do you have to do this X, Y, and Z? And you just would become these public figures that are just, you know, just taking bullets left and right. And there's, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. Like we have the option in this world and we have the option in, in, in the society that we live in to, to not open ourselves up to criticism. We don't have to. Yeah, there are people that should criticize us. Our parents should criticize us. Our spouses should criticize us productively. Our, um, uh, our, our teachers should criticize us, right? Our professors should criticize us. That, that critique is important, right? But those are the same people that care about you. Your parents want what's best for you, so they're gonna do. They're gonna provide you with with information, and they're gonna probably do with criticism that's helpful for you. Your teachers want what's best for you. That criticism is beneficial, but the criticism of the rest of the world, we can't handle it, right? Like my teacher says, the the we've become so public today, thinking we can handle the criticism of people. This is something that only the prophets could potentially handle. This was what Rasulullah had to deal with. Right? Was he was a public figure and he had to take criticism. We're not prophets though. We're, we're not like we're not infallible. We make mistakes. And we um uh, we're, we're not perfect. So why put ourselves out there when when all we have is imperfection to show and you want to put that display of imperfection, you know, with the uh, with this with this uh, false notion that there's some perfection. Underli underneath all of whatever you have to share is imperfection because it's coming from us and we're imperfect human beings. We're not prophets. So how can we um, take that sort of heat and that sort of criticism? It, it hurts over time, right? And it's so damaging to, to a person's self-esteem because now a person is, their sense of well-being and their sense of, 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 of confidence in themselves is now dependent on how many people are following them on their, on their accounts. How many people are liking them? How many people are think highly of them? How many people are giving them a thumbs up? If that's what, you know, if that's what gives us a sense of well-being and confidence, then the next day when everyone dislikes you, then you just fall fat on the floor. And then up and down and up and down, like me, okay, I feel good. You don't like me. You dislike what I just posted. Then I fall fat on the... And this is, this is why people that have a lot of followers on social media, this is why their rates of suicide are high and their rates of depression are high because they've put themselves, they've exposed themselves, number one. They made their lives public, right, number two. Now, on top of that, now they're taking taking all this criticism, right? For all the likes they're getting, it's all the dislikes they're getting. All the positive attention they're getting, they're getting negative attention as well. And that's so damaging to the psychology of a person that makes them fall flat on the ground. This is one explanation for why the rates of, of, um, of, of poor self-esteem are just going up in high schools across the country, right? No, because, no, because people are seeking the attention of people and people are quick to judge and criticize. We cannot make ourselves dependent on the attention of people. So, it's important for us, especially those of us that, um, really for all of us, right? And for all of us that have responsibilities of children and responsibilities of friends, to be very mindful of this. 
that we should do our best to keep our lives as private as possible. There's no need for the world to know about every detail of our life. It's okay to, 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 not, um, to, not, uh, to not have everyone know exactly what you're doing. It's acceptable. And we can't handle it any other way. Now, why do people do this, right? So why is it that, you know, there's such a push? And, and honestly, if I gave this talk 10 years ago, it wouldn't make that much sense. It only makes sense in the context of the last four or five years. But why is it that the, people's lives have become so public, right? Why is it? Yeah, this technology has created that opportunity and now, you know, everyone now has a voice. But, but why is it that people's lives have become so public? It's because people inherently crave attention, People inherently, the human beings inherently, they crave attention. Now, the choice is up to us. Either I seek the attention of people and I can use that to fulfill this need that I have of attention, or I can fill that need with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention. I have a choice. I can fill that void that I, ha that I have this desire as a human being to have attention. I, have, I need to have some attention upon me. I either try to fulfill that or fill that void with the attention of people, or I fill that void with the attention of Allah. Now, we just talked about two clear harms of the attention of people. Number one, that people are cr very critical, right? Number two, that there is this idea of an evil eye. You don't know what intention people have and what, what, what negative glances are casting down upon you. So when you have, a tr when you have that need, why not seek Allah Ta'ala's attention? And that will fill the void that's in our lives. Right? Why not seek Allah Ta'ala's attention? And I'll tell you this. The people that have tasted the attention of Allah, like really tasted it, right? Maybe it was in Ramadan, or maybe it, maybe it was in some i'tikaf, or maybe it was in some program, or maybe it was when you went for Hajj and Umrah. That's probably the best example if you've ever been to Umrah or Hajj. When you're, you're, you're literally brought down to nobody, right? Because you're there with millions of people, right? And everyone, you, th you think you're special and you go there and you're wearing two sheets of white clothing and nobody knows who you are. Literally nobody knows who you are. You could have millions of followers on, online, but you go there and nobody knows who you are. So now you're brought down to nothing, right? But it's in that, uh, that situation and that circumstance where Allah Ta'ala's special attention is upon you. No one's no one the people you've removed the attention of people and you've brought on the attention of Allah. Anyone that's had that experience of of sensing the attention of Allah Taala, they could care less about the attention of people. They could care less about the attention of people. These are the people of Allah, the awliya of Allah. They don't care about the attention of people. In fact, they do their best to hide their deeds. In fact, if you look at the lives of our ulama of the past. Ulama of the past and even our pious ulama and, and mashayikh today, uh, or they, you, if you read like their stories, right? During their life, no one knew how important they were, right? No one knew the details of their of their private lives after they passed away. You know, through their family members, right? Look how much we look at the Prophet for example, right? This is a public figure. He's perfect. He's inf infallible, at least in terms of uh, as much as a human being can be. Right? We know how special he was and how righteous he was. But how much did we learn about the Prophet ﷺ through his children and through his wives who only saw him in the private sphere? In, in the private sphere. And look at the details that come out. Look at the depth, for instance, of the sajda of the Prophet ﷺ in the middle of the night when no one else was watching. Right? He didn't desire that the world find out about this. Right? He was doing this in the darkness of his own home, right? in the hours of the night where no one else was awake, where they could be spying on him. But his wives, who obviously live with him, are, 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 are seeing this. They're seeing the depth of his sajda and the depth of his worship, and now they're sharing it. 
The Prophet he kept things hidden from the world, right? That we only found out. He kept things private that we only found out because someone, you know, spilled the beans. Who? His wives and his family members for the benefit of the rest of the ummah. Our ulama were the same way. They hid everything. And then when you read the writings about them, after 300 years later, you realize how amazing these people were. Because they did their best to hide. Because they tasted Allah's attention. And when you taste the attention of Allah, you don't care about the attention of people. But when you haven't tasted Allah's attention, you don't know what it feels like, you don't know what khayr and benefit in your life comes from it, of course you're going to go look elsewhere. Of course you're going to create 20 accounts so that people can tweet, uh, retweet whatever you have to say, so people can repost whatever you have to say, people can like whatever you have, people can bring attention to you because you haven't tasted Allah's attention, you like the, the falseness of the attention of people and that's what you're going to seek. So we should really think about this, right? And I'll tell you this too. For people that, uh, you know, we've talked about self-esteem, right? And that's a, that's a major issue. Like, how do I feel about myself, right? What, what, how, if you succumb to the attention of people, I promise you, you'll fail. I promise you'll fail. It might not happen in a year. Maybe for a year, you'll feel good about yourself because everyone likes you. Maybe for a few years, you'll feel good about yourself. But 10 years down the road, you, it will hurt. You will fall flat on your face. But if you, if you um, become someone who desires Allah's attention, really, and just cares that, what does Allah think of me right now? How, is Allah, does Allah like me right now? Right? Like, you know, I mean, the words I'm using, it's, just, it's, 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 it's almost funny. At this point in time, would Allah give me a thumbs up? If at this point in time, would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, would He like me? If at this point in time, would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, desire to share or repost with the heavens and the angels what I'm doing right now? You know? That taste is special. We know from hadith that when the attention Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falls upon a person, what's the effect of it? Right? We know from hadith, sahih hadith, that when Allah ta'ala falls in love with a person, meaning that Allah's attention is now on that person, what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declares to the heavens, the angels, that I love such and such person, so you too should love such and such person. Right? So he basically now, he's, he, he's now re- uh, retweeting to the heavens that look, you know, this person's special. All of you should also like this person. Now, when you have the taste of what that feels like, you don't ever care about the attention of people. You can have a billion people like you in this world. It doesn't matter to you because a billion angels in heaven are liking you, right? And then Allah Ta'ala says, and Allah Ta'ala says that, that, uh, that, and he tells the rest of humanity, the rest of the world, that they should also like this person. So the problem is that, and, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up today is because it, um, it's, it, it's easier to understand today than it was maybe 10 years ago. Because 10 years ago, it was different. Like, it would be hard for you to, unless you were like, you know, popular in high school, or you had some sort of a name where you were in the news, right? Or you, you, you were like a, a celebrity, let's put it that way, right? You were a celebrity who took time to get to some sort of fame. Then and only then would this conversation apply, right, to you. Uh, but for the vast majority of people, you had relatively private lives, and it was really hard for you to become public, no matter how hard you tried. But today, it's just so easy to become public. You can go from private to public in just a matter of, you know, five minutes. You do something crazy, and now everyone, you know, you, it gets posted online, and now everyone's attention is upon you. We shouldn't want the attention of people. It carries some danger inherently, it or, or, or it carries the possibility of danger, and, and, and uh, it rarely provides us of any benefit. For those of us that are gathered and come to the masjid regularly, really, I mean, our concern should be at every given 
moment in time, at this point in time, is Allah's attention upon me? Is Allah's attention upon me? Look, there are some circumstances where people's attention falls upon you as a result of Allah's attention falling upon you. And I mentioned this with the hadith. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention falls upon this person, he loves that person, then he declares to the, to the heavens and he declares to the creation that, you know, you should also love that person. Right? And, this is, and in those rare circumstances where you are so pleasing to Allah that Allah declares to the world that you should also love this person, that's different. And if the attention of people falls upon you because Allah loves you, that's positive. If the attention of people falls upon you because of, quote-unquote, because of your own uh, intentions or your own deeds, then that's problematic. So we should be very mindful, right? And to, to just to wrap things up, we should be very careful about how we live our lives. And we should be very careful about making our lives public. We should be content with private lives. We should be content with smaller social circles. We should be content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention. If we, we will be able to, whatever fulfillment we are looking for through the attention of people, we can get it and more if we simply desire Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention. It's not worth it, right? It's not, the attention of people is just not worth it. It's not worth it in this life and in the hereafter when every single moment is questioned for, I said, well, why did you do this? Why did you do A, B? Why did you do C? Why did you post this? Why did you post that? Every single post, every single tweet, every single comment, every single conversation will be brought there. And the question will be asked, right? And I'm, you know, not exactly, the question will be asked, like, was this for the attention of Allah or was it for the attention of people? I mean, in the akhirah, we know that it's only Allah's attention that's going to get us anywhere. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to appreciate the power of His attention. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the evil attention from the attention of people whom are evil or and people whom have evil intentions and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, allow us uh, to to completely focus on him and him alone wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil